Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Attention, possums, and welcome to the IDP hour where we're going to talk about some IDP players and then we're going to get to Billy's burning questions of the week. So click subscribe below. Give us some love. We want to hear from you guys. Josh, Billy, what's up? We really do want to hear from you guys. I love I love a good question comments. Billy, do we have any comments on the YouTube thing? I looked at it at one point and we didn't on the IDP. You know what? I'm glad that oh, you asked damn. me that because I we will, certainly haven't looked. We will look at those though. So I'm really glad that we got that live on air. See, this is just this we're we're keeping ourselves accountable, which is what's no, important. See, this is one of the things I'm happy that you asked me on the podcast instead of before the podcast, because then I can tell you no, Josh, I haven't, so don't bring it up. But you know what? We're doing it live on air. I appreciate it. Well, you know what? We'll get to that at the end of this pod. How about that? We'll we'll check out all the all the questions if there are any, and we'll answer them then. How about that? See, look, it's perfect. We're we're problem solving. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. well, that's good. I'm glad glad we're doing that. Tackling the problems okay. of today. Well, let's get into some IDP happenings um, about the league. Uh, Joe, you want to kick us off with a couple of IDP players? Yeah, so uh, last week I talked about Tyrell Dodson. Um, I thought he was going to come right in, slot right in for Matt Milano. And that did not happen. Dorian Williams played 85% of the snaps to Tyrell Dodson's 5%. And then Dorian finished the game, 10 tackles, one sack. He looked like a flipping lightning bolt out there. It was beautiful to watch. I know, you know, we'd kind of been on him in the offseason um, after the drafts and everything. But I don't know. I played that one completely wrong. And I'm very upset about it. You know, we all make mistakes in the heat of passion. Like whenever I bring up stuff, you know, that Billy's not ready for, and then you play the wrong linebacker, you know, it's, it's just something you learn. You live and you learn. You the good news about this is going to outscore Jordan Anderson. All right, dude, let's, I, he did except for the touchdown, <laughs> but anyway, just, just back to this, just the one good thing that this did or didn't do, I should say, is it didn't cut into Terrell Bernard's workload at all. That man is still all over the field and he is still a monster. Uh, unfortunately it's too late to get him. I just wanted to talk about it because. 
I just think that that influx in speed now in that linebacking room is going to make the Bills defense absolutely insane for the rest of the year. I mean, the Giants, we can't really get a gauge on Tyrod, even though he's an upgrade from Daniel Jones, I think. I don't really think you can gauge off that, but the Giants could not do a damn thing against this defense with that speed. Well, it's not often that you have a literal rookie and a year two rookie pop up and just be a force after losing your stud linebacker and trading your, your stud linebacker for years away in the off season. So, or not resigning him, I should say, but yeah, no phenomenal. Um, onto, uh, onto, onto a little, uh, little, little, uh, D line action. Um, our guy, uh, Justin Matabuke, sorry, bomber. If I, uh, did pronounce this correct incorrectly, but from Baltimore, three straight games with sacks. Yes. That was like one half and two, uh, five tackles in back-to-back games. Always nice to see from D line, uh, really hard to get come by from a guy who can, you know, essentially get five tackles and a sack in a game. Uh, but it's been a great pairing with uh, Jadavian Clowney. Um, really love to see somebody that can go out there and actually go get some sacks that are, you know, and honestly, at this time of the year, it's really hard to find a nice good D-line, like fill-in if you lost one or if someone's just not performing. Hassan <laughs> Reddick, just kidding, he's performing now, but, you know, for a while he wasn't. So good to see uh, someone. So just someone to keep an eye on or just to go swoop up right now if you still have the chance. I saw him uh, available in a couple of our leagues, and I'm probably going to do the same if, before, if unless you guys do it beforehand, which is always really unfortunate because we always talk about this, and then one of us goes and swoops up the guy we all talk about. So, And I wrote in our shared IDP sheets uh, the guys that I was talking about this week, and I was like, damn it, they're going to go. Because I wrote these on, like, Monday. <laughs> I was like, damn it, they're going to go snipe these. We mm-hmm. didn't, though. We didn't even look at it. That's the best part. We did not. That's what I love about you guys. We don't read very much on this show. <laughs> Reading's not our strength. Okay, that's not what we're here for. Definitely we're here to not. Talk. Billy, who do you got? Who's who, who's got the apple of your eye or orange? Um, well, I wouldn't say this is. I have a couple other ones that I'm more excited about, but I, this one needs to be mentioned. Uh, Darius Williams. He's a cornerback for Jacksonville. He has an interception in three straight games. Um, I think it's just somebody that we need to keep on a radar because there's always one player every year that goes on these weird interception runs. And like, while you never know when it's going to end, it ends up getting a lot of points um, of his six games this season. He has gotten 10 points in four of them. So, you know, cornerbacks aren't usually the point getters. It's usually the safeties, but I think we may have found one. While it is in the, or interception dependent right now, I still think he could have a big uh, a big second half of the season, and this has really like been a coming out party for him for Jacksonville. Yeah, especially three in a row. It's just phenomenal to see. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Speaking of that, on the same team, uh, Andres Cisco, um, not a huge high tackle number, not really anything else, but three interceptions in opposite games this year and really just stay consistent. I think he's like defensive linebacker or safety like eight or nine on the year because of it, which – Drives me crazy because I literally never start him. I'm like, oh, you got a pick. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's on my bench. Super cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Cisco and redraft IDP um, was a super value in that one. And to go back on Darius Williams, he's actually getting, I mean, he had three games over six or four games over five tackles, I think, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. It's, uh, you're right, Billy, though, with the interception runs because, I mean, we saw it with Trayvon Diggs. We saw it with, uh, my favorite one was Josh Norman back in what was that, mm-hmm. like six years ago where he had like eight yep. interceptions in a row. That was wild. Always great right. to see. Yeah, yeah, it is always good to see. Um, one guy that I was I was watching and I'm really excited to see how this develops is Marquise Bell for Dallas. Um, safety. 
always played safety, but he's playing linebacker for Dallas after this Van Der Esch injury. We know Dallas plays a lot of the uh, the one linebacker, and that is Damone Clark right now. But Bell looked really interesting out there. He played about 55% of the snaps and got seven tackles. So if you are on sleeper, um, I know for a fact that he is a DB. He can slot in for those linebacker things, especially with these buys and stuff that are coming up and the injuries. Uh, so definitely a guy to keep an eye on. On ESPN, he is a linebacker. So that's bullshit. <laughs> Don't you hate when like a different the different platform has a different like assignment for them, and you're just like, no, I want him as a yeah. DB. Um, not to go completely against you, but it's super re- relevant. Uh, Rashawn Evans has been on the team for a week, has not played yet, but chose to go here over being on the Eagles, who he was going to lose his job when Bean came back, essentially. So um I, I i just say keep an eye out on it i think it's just a really good waiver stash at the moment um i assume people probably have him at this point but uh maybe float something out there like you didn't play last week just tell somebody you know he's not going to dorian williams look great you know or sorry not dorian williams marquee spell but yeah no just something just something to to look at i think rashawn evans especially last year we had what 140 50 tackles uh wild mm-hmm. to see him a free agent i don't understand why nobody signed him but i guess the the money's just you know a little stingy right now in the nfl so yeah. No, when Rashawn Evans, man, if he can get in there and crack that, I mean, he might take over for Damone Clark, I would assume. Yeah, there's there's plenty of spots to go around, and not to mention rotations are not out of the question, especially with someone just joining the team. I mean, Rashawn Evans, I imagine, will get some work next week, um, especially because they didn't look necessarily great against the Chargers, but, you know, the linebacker core is going to have to kind of grow a little bit as they continue to go on, so... And maybe Bell slots back to the safety position as well at some point. So, but although Hooker and uh, Demon Clark are looking pretty good, or not Demon Clark. Uh, no, it'll be interesting because Vanderash. We really don't know what's going on with the neck. Um, he's out till at least week eleven, but uh, yeah, he could be out for the rest of the year. We don't really know at this point. One person that drives me crazy from just because we're talking about the Cowboys, Donovan Wilson had this just amazing uh, IDP year last year, and almost hundred tackles, sacks, fumbles, all of it, and a lot. He looked amazing. I know he's been battling injury, but he's been back for like four weeks and just it's just very standard numbers that just kill me. I, I mean, I assume obviously those stats get kind of spread around the team a little bit more as the, as the season goes on, gets in a kind of a, a more of a swing. But just drives me crazy because I'm like I'm sitting here like I want to cut him each week every time I'm like doing my IDP thing. I'm like, I'm going to get a new linebacker and we get the new improved uh, defensive back. And I'm just sitting here like I can't cut him because what if he goes back to that? Like, yeah. And it, when you watch the games, he is in on every play. Like every time something's going on, he is in on it and it's just not falling his way right now. So I would assume it'll turn around. I like to think that the numbers will be there. I I mean, eventually I think, I think he's, he's worth a a flex or like, you know, if you're a fill in, I just happen to have a lot of D backs in that league. So it's really tough for me, but uh, I think Donovan Wilson might be one of those guys that could be a good trade opportunity. Um, You don't have to pay too much for him because nobody's really seeing splashy numbers. So no. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, next person I want to bring up, um, kind of a, a guy not a lot of people are talking about. His name is Jack Gibbons, plays for the Tennessee Titans. He has recently become a starter on that linebacking core. Um, he get he you know you're not going to get much else than tackles, but he's been putting out solid tackle production the last four weeks since he got his full time starting role. And while he, you know in IDP you kind of want these higher floor guys because you know that's what you're trying to bank on and his tackle floor has been 8 10 10 9 like that's been really good production so going forward especially with how good Tennessee's defense is i would say 
he is not a bad player to uh, try to acquire right now. He's basically free. I guarantee, unless you're in a deep league, he is available on your waiver wire right now, and you can go grab him for nothing. Yeah, honestly, I find it wild. We were just talking about this, about how Tennessee linebackers just come out of nowhere. Uh, They're always, you know, there's always someone to get some numbers. And then honestly, they usually just do kind of okay. I think this is the first year that Tennessee Titans linebackers have been like great in a while. But I mean, they're on the field a lot, defending usually relatively close games. And Alshair is getting the, you know, the main billing on the defense. Like he is the name. He is having statistically a better season, but like, Jack Gibbons is having a decent season too, and he's just starting to pick up. And I think if people want to buy in, now is the time because I think, especially this is his bye week, and I think going forward, you're going to get a solid linebacker that can at least plug a hole on a bye week. Hundred percent, great pleasure. Sure. I mean, we heard the. I played it. I played this one wrong too. I thought Monty Rice was going to be the guy. Uh, we heard the rumblings in camp that Jack <laughs> Gibbons was was the uh was kind of stunned out there so um you know it shouldn't be a shock that he's doing what he is but the beauty of the titans are their offense can't score points so you never have to worry about a team not running the football against them which means lots of tackles for the linebackers that's pretty Mm -hmm. consistent and should remain that way they're also relatively close games still even if they are losing like it's never like down by 30 maybe possibly but you know at the moment it's been pretty close so yeah they're good enough. The defense is good enough, but they're not, not quite. And Derrick Henry, basically. It's Derrick Henry and the defense against everything. Mm-hmm. Be a cool band name. Derrick Henry and the defense. Um, I want to nominate us talking about Bryce Huff for the Jets. On the bye week this week, um, he's two and a half sacks the last two games. And literally, if you look at his snap counts um, in week one, he played like 22% of the snaps, and he's all the way up to like 65. So, They've added, you know, I would say like 8.2% to his snap share each game. And uh, he's getting way more involved now. Uh, Looks good out there. We saw a little bit of a flash from him last year, but it looks like it could possibly be a thing now. So if you have room on the end of your bench, throw him on there. Obviously, if you're in a dynasty or or deep league, you probably won't get him. But name to look at for sure. Anytime you see back-to-back sacks, man, you always think, is this a run? Is this going to continue? I, I completely agree. I mean, this this Jets defense is if they're stout, as we learned last week. Now, right, speaking Bill? of the sack run, how about Cleo Mack? Exactly. Cleo Mack run is what we call that. <laughs> the Mack sack run. Yeah, no, he got, a, he got a sack like immediately in that game too, which was just phenomenal to see. Um, and, you know, didn't do a whole lot after that. But just nice to see him, you know, come back from that six sacks. I think he heard us talking like that'll never happen again. He's like, no, no, no. It'll happen again. So, uh, yeah, the Chargers. Tough that he couldn't, you know, he's not going to be able to do what he did in that one game ever again. Yeah, they have a very sackable schedule coming up, though, in the future. Um, sackable. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes, not so much. Mahomes is, like, unsackable. But then you got Chicago Jets. Uh, Jared Goff's basically a statue out there, although he's playing really good. He can, he can be sacked and will be. Uh, and then Jordan Loves just doesn't know what to do. And then Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's almost unsackable at that point as well. But, you know, sometimes he walks right into a guy. So you're talking uh, about mm-hmm. Mac right now? Yeah, I'm talking about Mac just in general. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Start him against the Bears. It will be the revenge game. And Tyson Baggett might uh, might die. Or Hope and Fields is back by then, but he also might die during that game. So uh, on to my guy. Uh, we talked about this guy a couple weeks ago. Super exciting. Uh, we were super excited about him. It really didn't pan out at the time 
but it is now Sydney Brown season. Um, so the I don't know if you guys know, but or if you've noticed that the Eagles are just trash against the pass this year, it's because we're on our ninth mm-hmm. or tenth defensive back. Uh, so it's it's pretty rough. Uh, but Sydney Brown is back uh, at practice after being out for a game or two. And you know what that means? Actually, three games. My apologies. And you know what that means is there's not a whole lot of fucking healthy bodies on this team. We are on fourth and fifth string corners. We're hoping Slay is back to, I don't know, try to cover Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Uh, but Sydney Brown and with blanket shit banged up with a rib rib injury, I'm assuming he'll probably play. But at the most at, at this point, Sydney Brown's the healthiest defensive back other than Bradbury, who just needs to get his contract burnt. Uh, so. I don't know. I'm not saying start him, but I'm saying this might be the last chance if he has a big game. Maybe he picks off Tua, which you know we we know that he can underthrow Tyreek on occasion. Uh, but maybe he just makes some splash plays. Maybe it's Sunday night football too. That's when everybody is watching. That's when people notice those these type of players. Just wanted to get that out there ahead of time. Uh, just last chance. Maybe I'm wrong again. Maybe he just looks like shit. Maybe he gets burnt toast from Tyreek Hill. But just on the off chance that this is his breakout party, or you know he just makes a cool play and people start realizing. If you can try to float a trade out there in Dynasty or, you know, pick him up and redraft, I assume he's pretty much available and redraft at this point. So For sure. I love Sydney. Not wrong. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm hoping he's not burnt toast, man, now that I said that. So. Yeah, that would <laughs> it's going to be a tough game, be, man. That would be just our luck. Um, yeah, that's going to – I can't say I'm not worried about uh, the Miami offense. Against, I was really but. hoping on being 6-0 and going into this game because then 6-1 and doesn't sound so bad. But 5-2 and sounds bad when you should have been 6-0. and Yeah, but for sure. Here we are. Yeah. RIP. Um, all right. My last player, he is not a name that anybody has doesn't know about, but his name is Buda Baker. Um, he's been designated to return from the IR, so check your waiver wires in case somebody was stupid. Or you can just flat out go try to trade for him. I mean, this is a chance to maybe buy low as soon as he comes back. I don't think you're going to get the same opportunity. Um, but this team's going to look to be better. Uh, they designated Kyler to return too. So I don't know. Arizona might be something at the end of the season. And if they are, it's going to be behind Baker and Murray. So kind of uh, just kind of throwing it out there, making sure people know that, you know, go pick up Buda Baker if he's available. Yeah. And so my issue is who's going to sit now. So Kayvon should be the strong safety, which is, I believe, Buddha's spot, right? Mm-hmm. But Kayvon yeah. Wallace has been playing lights out. And Jalen Thompson's been a little bit struggly um, the last few games. And I just feel like Kayvon should be out on that field with 10 plus tackles. I mean, he didn't look very good against the Rams, but the Rams also didn't throw very much in that game. Uh, it was a really weird game all around. And then they didn't, Kyron didn't have a, a carry or one carry in the first half and then ended up with like 150 yards. It's just wild in the second half. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like Kayvon needs to be on the field if I, I got to be honest here. But yeah, Jalen Thompson's think, historically been better. You're not I mean. going to keep Buda Baker off the field. Yeah. Though, so one no, no, absolutely not. One. They're probably going to ease Buda back in. So if anything, Kayvon Wallace should earned another contract. So keep, fair enough. I'm moving. It's good for him. And then like uh, one guy I just want to talk about is PFF's highest graded linebacker <laughs> for week six. Oh, that is Blake Cashman. <laughs> People are blowing fab money all over the place on this guy. And uh, we don't know. We don't know. We got Tolay Lululi Laley playing. And then, um, you know, Chris Harris, Christian Harris uh, had a concussion. So didn't play a lot last week. Probably going to see more of him. It's a risky proposition to spend that that kind of fab 
I'm a guy that might not have a job. I just feel like there's like four linebackers that have this job and I just don't want any part of it. No. So it's the, I mean, it's the people look on PFF and they see the grade and they're like, Oh my God, let's go spend everything I got on this dude. Yeah. I think his bomber that pointed out, out you know. someone spent literally all of their fab on him. And I mean, sometimes you just got to spend the cash, man, you know? Yeah. Hey, I spent it all it's on Terrell Dodson last week, so I can't talk. Some I, people blew their load on Amari DiMarcato and he got like three touches. Yeah, I saw that coming. That's when you pick him up in the bathroom before James Conner gets hurt. Yeah, you really got to go to the bathroom at about <laughs> 1.30 and go pick this these kind of guys up. You can't well, be picking guys, them up. Your guys' Ronnie Rivers strategy kind of blew up in your face this week. So but I was kind of right. <laughs> How did you get hurt? right. <laughs> he was it worked it out good, kind of I've, good dude, I've literally been picking up ronnie rivers for a decade now and it finally he finally had the job and he fucking lost it the same day rough <laughs> yeah. jumps it's a tough beat for kevin's time anyway this is, we're getting too into offense so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and transition uh that's the end of the idp hour uh it was definitely 20 minutes but it was definitely the idp hour and you're welcome uh, go pick up these guys go see if it uh if you if you have any ideas of like hey man is this is this guy gonna be good Send it over to us, uh, and we'll uh, we'll chat it out. For sure. All right, guys, let's do Billy's burning questions. We got five questions today, and we're going to play this sound at the beginning of each question. Fireball! And we right. do realize that this is not going on YouTube because we can't do that. But speaking of want to go ahead and pay up on the Addison KJ Osborne, even though KJ Osborne was better. Addison got I the touch. He sure did. That that team is something else. All right. First question on of Billy's burning questions. If the Bears end up with the top two picks in the draft, how yes. cool would you guys be with them taking the top two quarterbacks in the draft? To ensure that they get one good quarterback. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take this one first because we're talking about my team here. Honestly, Bill, at this point in the Bears quarterback history, I wouldn't mind it. To be honest with you, I'd be very pissed off. But <laughs> at this I mean, point, it's like, just do it. They're going to take Caleb Williams and they're going to fuck up Caleb Williams. So... <laughs> what, if they took Caleb, Caleb Williams and Drake May at the same time... Yeah. A Kirk Cousins RG3 situation, one of them has to work, right? Like Kirk one in the of third them round, man. Out. Could you, you imagine? Is, Caleb Williams wants ownership in whatever team drafts him. And for the love of God, anything to get the McCaskies out of there, even if it's 15% of the McCaskies, yeah, <laughs> give it to Caleb, man. I'll take it. Well, that's a bold <laughs> ask for a guy who hasn't played an NFL snap yet. Yeah, that's crazy. I want ownership in the right team. to the head, man. Yeah, I mean, don't I, I don't, doesn't hurt to ask. I mean, you were, it's like it's like salary negotiations. He's like, yeah, instead of giving me an extra $2, can we just go ahead and give me half the team? That's about what the Chicago Bears is worth, 4 bucks, right? <laughs> 4 bucks. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, honestly, nuts. could you imagine the flex on drafting the top two quarterbacks in the draft? And you're like, one of them is going to work out. Fuck it, man. And like, having I mean, fields, like, you'd be trading always, all over the place. Exactly. <laughs> it's always been joked about, like, what if a team was to do that? But the Bears actually have the opportunity to do that. Um, it would be absolutely insane to do. I don't know how they would figure it out. But I, we have to ask the question, right? The Bears, that would be insane. 
No, the good the good news is here though is if this does happen, obviously what they would actually do is get Marvin Harrison trade to the third team and make sure they still get Harrison and that person's grabbing quarterback. They get their quarterback, their shoes, whatever, yada yada. They get more draft capital and maybe they get another first round next year. They do the Eagles strat and then like you know it's really exciting to be to have the fact that there could be a one two team. Um, Texans almost did it last year. Uh, it was two three, so it was kind of exciting. Um, I also traded for that so. Well, here's yeah, the thing. I, what What is worth more, Marvin Harrison or having the rights to whoever the second quarterback is? I think well, it might be the second quarterback. Somebody's going to give up a bag to go get him. Yeah, and then yeah. Ryan Pulse is going to trade it for a fucking second rounder. So. Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Man. As a first rounder, by the way, we can't keep acting like Chase Claypool is a second rounder. We need to really talk about it. it was, he was a first rounder. No, Josh, he was a second rounder because the Dolphins forfeited their pick. Okay. Get over See, that's this. dude, the Chicago Bears no, coping right there. It is. No, I mean, dude, it would be awesome. At this point, I just want Caleb Williams. If we get Marvin Harrison, that's cool. I love Justin Fields, but I hope he can just go somewhere else and sail off into the sunset and have a good career. I, I at this point, I'm just done. The with worst players. part is is literally Fields will be traded for a bag of peanuts, essentially. Like you're not gonna get any value out of him because they think know it, I think we'll still get a decent amount. It'll be okay, but it shouldn't be for what he's worth kind of thing it's going to be a third rounder yeah. or something trap i don't understand the, how people Trey lance package yeah. dude i don't understand how like i i'm i mean i feel like I'm, I'm living in the twilight zone like people don't get traded anymore like the last big trade we had was hopkins david johnson we know how that worked out that was really stupid when we saw it but like i feel like and then i guess russell wilson as well um trade but like there's not a whole lot of trades involving two individual people anymore um, and I yeah, don't know why that NFL, is. NFL GMs are probably just like the jackasses we play fantasy football with. And you're like, yeah, hey, I'm going to I'm going to trade this player. And they're like, all right, I want your next three first and Josh Allen. Well, I'm not talking about, you know, Jamal Adams or something. I need to trade three first for him. But like, how could J- Jamal Adams couldn't have been a first round pick? And like, I don't know. I don't know who was on the team. But let's just say like Brandon Cooks or something like you can't. You can't just trade like a, a person and a pick. Like, I feel like that just doesn't happen anymore. And it's wild. But like, so Fields is going to end up going for like a weird trade package of like a third, a conditional third the next year if Fields plays three snaps of the second year and like some weird shit. Cause a lot of GM, GMs get crazy nowadays. So you think there's an NFL trade calculator? These GMs are. <laughs> yeah. And then like a fantasy trade calculator. Like, mm, nope, not worth it. Yeah, just, no, you know, no, no, that's wrong. Right, it can't get any worse, right? We sure did. We'll make we'll make the next ones kind of quick. But on to question two. All right, number two, Miami aside, what offense do you guys trust the most for fantasy football success? You didn't say Miami aside when you gave us this question. That's bullshit. He did. Uh, pull it up. Pull it up on your phone right now. No, he did because I, I thought it was just which offense, and I, then I clicked on the picture and it said aside for Miami. I was like, shit. Yes, Miami aside, <laughs> which offense do you right now choose to uh, <sighs> say is the trust most trustworthy one? All right. So, are you talking about for a fantasy fantasy perspective or from? I assume it's from fantasy perspective. I didn't read the questions. Read the question or listen to the question. Either one. I've... <laughs> All right, I'll I'll jump into this. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Bill. I'm going to go with the 49ers solely because I think they have a really good offensive line. Brock Purdy is serviceable enough to throw anybody the football. And then you got Debo, Aik, and Kittle. 
And let alone you got Christian F and McCaffrey whenever he heals up from his oblique strain. So I think with that defense, that offense can handle just about any team on the planet. So I'm going to have to respectfully decline uh, your answer. Uh, I think the. Oh, I declined the question. I was like, you motherfucker. Dude, I'll call him in. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. I really, I really <laughs> love having a good time. My here, guys. This is, I do this for fun. <laughs> I didn't right? know you could do that. I decline your answer. Um, I understand that the Cleveland Browns defense is actually really, really good. But this is what happens, and I understand that Debo and McCaffrey went down, and yes, that obviously played into the Browns. Yeah, they just played the 49ers. He's not answering the question. I'm not answering the question. Absolutely. Do not don't don't put that evil on me. All right, anyway, back to what I was trying to say. The the 49ers showed some weaknesses last week, and everybody got to see them. Uh, the good thing about the difference between the team that I'm gonna pick and the different the difference between this team is the 49ers haven't shown a weakness all year. They looked amazing every single week, week in and week out. Uh, obviously they were missing some star players, but like the Browns offense isn't good. They shouldn't even have been close to that game. So. Okay. The 49ers saw, you saw their weakness in a freaking derecho. Brock Purdy has problems holding onto the football. So, well, that's what, that's my logic is. I, I think Purdy is showing his, uh, humility now. Like he's, he's a human it, 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 at the time being, he was undefeated in the regular season. It was just ungodly. I'm not saying anything wrong with this team. This team's going to be great. They're going to, but they're going to lose games and they're going to be, uh, have issues. I think the uh, offense to love is the Philadelphia Eagles. Surprisingly enough, ding, ding, ding. Uh, the good thing about this is, is they're always going to put p- points on the board from a fantasy perspective and a real life pers- perspective. Uh, the Eagles have been struggling all year. That's no secret. But with that, with the loss that they dealt with against the Jets, they're only going to get better. This happened with last year with the Washington Commanders, the loss in week 11 or 10 or whatever it was uh, right before they were just, they just kind of looked stagnant. You saw it. We saw the first half we played, they played football. They were done. The Eagles have been forced to play full games this year. And I, I don't think they were ready for that. I thought they, I think they probably had this chip on their shoulder. They're still a good team. They were happy to win these games, but they haven't really played a real talent and they lost right before they do play a real talent. And so what's going to happen is AJ Brown with Eagles have never had a wide receiver. Who's gone for 125 yards, four games in a row, wild stat. Uh, but AJ Brown's done it four games in a row smashed past that. And it is very clear that that is going to continue throughout the year. This is, this might actually be uh, argumentative for uh, you know, wide receiver one of the year after all this. So, um, and then you got Devontae Smith who still hasn't reached his full potential under this offense this year. They got to uh, get offense. him going. They will. Uh, he is also dealing with a hamstring injury at the moment. So that's going to be an issue or a little tinker in the plan right Maybe now. Maybe he can but, take Julio's healthy one. Now I'm not saying the signing of Julio Jones is going to set this team apart, but what this team, <laughs> what this is going to do for the team is give that veteran presence. We don't have right now. Uh, AJ Brown is not a veteran. He's been around for two years, three years. He's four years. He's, he's still basically a young, a young wide receiver. Um, Julio is going to come in as he's going to run some, you know, some zones in the, in the end zone, trying to get him a quick touchdown, make him feel good. Uh, but really Julio is going to be a mentor. And I know that that hasn't been his, you know, forte in the past, but he knows where he's at in his career. Him and who him and AJ Brown have a, a great bonding already and him watching AJ and seeing him play is just going to be amazing in the future. So true. I'll let you have it. Sounds I didn't even get into Goddard and the running backs. Cause I could talk about this team forever. Billy is your team. I won't. I won't go on long with mine. Actually, I think mine's going to be Houston. Um, yes. I think going down the stretch here, Houston. I, I the, the scary thing is, I feel like we're just at what CJ Stroud is growing into, which he's already a hell of a good quarterback. Now I can't even wait. I can't wait to see what he's like. I don't know in a year and a half because I'm sure that's going to be really scary down there in Houston. All right, 
on to question three. And that is, who is one rookie you want to see of more down the stretch this season? Joe. Um, JSN. I, I really want to see more of it. Um, the Seahawks have not played. Their offense has not looked anywhere near what it looked like last year. Uh, I don't really know the reasoning because of that. Their entire offensive line is on the injury report right now, so I don't expect it to change this week. But I think if we could manufacture JSN some more targets going down there, he we saw it in the preseason, the route running, everything. I think getting him more involved could really help this team out and a lot of fantasy managers. I just scooped him off the waiver wire, so that's my vote. Yeah, I actually had wide receivers this week, and I was wondering. I, I just assumed you were going to pick Kendry Miller. Um, so I, I, I wanted really, to pick Gibbs, but I, I, that's never going to happen. Well, no, the thing is, you're literally going to see it this week, so you'll have that. You'll have that this week. No, um, it'll be Craig Reynolds, I promise. So there's a lot of wide receiver, rookie wide receivers who have been outperforming what we expected for them. Uh, Michael Wilson was one for for example. I'm not going to talk about him, but I just like what he's been doing is so quiet because nobody expected anything from Arizona. But the number one person I want to see is Quentin Johnston. Um, I, with Mike Williams going down, you'd assume that he would have gotten a little bump. Uh, I think the most targets he's had is three, uh, and that was consistent throughout before Michael Williams got, got out. Uh, two last week against Dallas, zero catches. Um, it's not even like they're trying. Um, the snap percentage is okay. I mean, he's he did boost his snap percentage the last two games, 50%. But he's on the field. Throw him the ball. See what he can do. It's, and it's not because he's bad. He's had three targets. What are you supposed to do with that? Catch eighteen, yeah. catch one for eighteen yards. Catch one for twenty. Catch two for twenty-five yards. I mean, Josh Palmer you, looked pretty good. Josh Palmer's looked okay. He looked better than Mike Williams ever has. So time out. Palmer's Palmer's workload is literally the exact same without Mike Williams. It literally targets, catches, yards. Nothing has changed. Palmer's. Yeah, Palmer's they didn't position. talk about the three catches he got called back from the ineligible man down. I understand that, but I'm saying from game. a true stat perspective, why is Quentin Johnson not getting Palmer's workload, and why is Mike Williams not getting or Palmer getting Mike Williams. Brandon Staley right. needs to be fired immediately. I agree. It, it makes me angry. I don't, and this isn't even from a fancy perspective. Like you drafted him in the first round. Use him. He was supposed to be your replacement for Mike Williams when you don't inevitably don't sign him or you inevitably have this injury. Use him. Herbert's struggling out there. You lost to the fucking Cowboys, man. Like I was about to say, I, that is my answer. I don't think Justin Herbert is a great quarterback. I mean, he looked horrible against the Cowboys. Absolutely horrible. And if you, you know, if you're seeing what he's doing out there, most of the time his one read is Keenan Allen. And if Keenan Allen's not open, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. maybe Eckler. And Eckler's just well, getting back now. Not now because he doesn't trust Eckler yet because he's not healthy enough. But, like, he he doesn't trust any of these other people. Like, he throws it to Josh Palmer by accident, it feels like. And Gerald Everett, that was a complete Everett's accident. Everett's been getting involved. Everett's been getting involved. I know, but it he's, just feels like he's – he's making his one read and then he's accidentally finding whoever the other read, like what other read is out there. Like it's not like he's purposefully doing it. And I don't know, man, there's some scary shit about Herbert right now. I got to disagree with you on Herbert. I think Herbert's just a young quarterback with no guidance. Um, he's QB six on the year, but yeah, in the league, like five years. Like, I, okay. I'm talking about, you know, in real football, the not problem daily. I think honestly, just a, Really shitty. Coach. It's Staley. It's that organization. Really? I feel bad for the organization. The team is phenomenal, and we thought Staley's they were going to have running the, the offense. Like he's well, not running. Well, the he's offense. just not coaching. He's running the, the games, team, man. You got to have a good coach, man. You got to have someone okay, I mean, out there. Who I, likes I don't a fire disagree. Like Kellen Moore is there now, and Dak Prescott was never a one-read 
kind of guy or else CD lamb would have been the goat. He's not. And <laughs> so I know that Kellen Moore is not telling him to make one read that cannot possibly be how that offense is supposed to be as, running. As much as I hate to say it, you do have to give a little bit of credit to the Dallas Cowboys defense. They are a really good defense. So therefore, yes, it they was, are, it was but they weren't getting any, they took the longest time in the world getting a sack which shout out to Michael Parsons made my parlay. Dude, so, he fucking was, won me a game. Appreciate him. Micah. Oh, thank God. It was, it was just Herbert, Matt Ryan. Yes. No, actually, uh, I think he's Philip Rivers. I think, I think he's, he's literally Philip Rivers. Yeah. I think he's literally Philip Rivers. They play for the same freaking organization <laughs> and they look just the same. Herbert just doesn't have the same amount of kids. All right. We'll get there. On a question. On a question for. All right. Ne- next question. Question four is what? NFL defense scares you the most this season playing against in fantasy. That's tough. San Francisco. Yeah. Wait, take the easy fucking one out. It's pretty silly. I don't I don't need to explain that one. It's terrifying. If you're play if your player's going against San Francisco, you're like thinking twice about it. That's basically it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, Billy, you go. I don't want to go. Uh mine's Cleveland. And yeah. it's because they've fucking muck the game up so much that it's not even fun to watch that is the problem with some teams like tennessee's also this way sorry if you were going to pick them but like tennessee just makes the games not fun to watch and it's because their defense is is good enough to make it messy but the t other side of the ball isn't fun enough to make the game fun so that would be my answer is cleveland they just suck the joy out of every fantasy team this year yeah, the Ravens I, are very quickly approaching. Did, can I answer? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Shit, you're just sitting there saying, "Oh, I don't know." I said I didn't want to start. Jesus, uh, no, I was actually literally going to say the Ravens. Um, the Ravens' defense just uh, ridiculous with sacks. Um, we kind of talked about it on the IDP part of this, but like just in general, that defense makes plays, um, and they're pretty well rounded overall. You got Roquan running around out there. Uh, the defensive backs have always been good. They're still all there, basically. Uh, and then this new D-line is just amazing. So, yeah, no, the Ravens would be my scariest because they've made Lamar Jackson uh, win these games. Like, they're they're the reason they're winning games. It's not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's looked okay. Um, he's getting fancy points. He's running on the ground, getting 100 yards and stuff. But, yeah, no, the Ravens actually have them in a couple leagues, and it's been working fine. For sure. All right, on to the last question, question five. All right, question five is what NFL teams should be sellers at the deadline? I kind of gave a couple of options. Patriots, Vikings, Tennessee Titans. Which teams would you like to see shred some of their fantasy gold to other teams? I think the obvious answer here is the Broncos. Um, They're already doing it, though, so I'm not going to answer that if that's your answer. My apologies. But I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders. Um, they're obviously not competing this year. They need a quarterback. Uh, I'm not saying they need to trade for one of them first round picks from the Chicago bears, but maybe they, you know, get rid of McLaurin. I mean, they're probably not going to keep paying him, uh, in the future. They're going to have issues in the future. Um, they got a couple good defensive players, but Deami Brown could be a, a quick, a quick fix for a fifth round, sixth round pick, uh, that they haven't used. I just feel like, I mean, Antonio Gibson, they're not using anyway. I would just love to see him on a new team. Um, but I know they don't have a whole lot of gold. They just got a lot of wide receivers that are just going to waste on that team. Jamie Brown's finally getting involved a little bit, but, um, yeah, no, I just, if you're not going to compete and you're not going to make it to the, like, you have to look at that team and go, yeah, we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. 
I mean, you, sure, you can sneak into a playoff spot. The NFC is kind of open at that last spot at the moment, but I don't, I don't think you're really hoping for much with Sam Howell, and you're not even giving Brissett a chance at it. If you're not going to give Brissett a chance at it, sell some of these pieces off if you're not going to keep them in the future. Absolutely. I agree with you. I, I want to say the Patriots, but I don't think they have anyone good enough to really get rid of. So um, I'm going to go with my Bears because I think last week was really kind of the nail in the coffin for the season. Uh, I know Fields will probably be back. He did just, just look at his thumb. So God knows how long that'll take. Tyson Baggett, even though he was awesome the preseason, unless he shows something, this team's got going anywhere. Defense hasn't been good. Offense hasn't been good. I mean, get guys out of there. Get Mooney out of there. I love Darnell Mooney. Get Jalen Johnson out of there. Give him a chance to go somewhere to actually compete. Um, Eddie Jackson, give him a shot at a ring. Get rid of some of these guys and run it back with a Orman. ton of cap space and two good picks. The last two people you said, Billy or Joe, I would love both of them on the Eagles or just one of them. Honestly, we need a fucking yeah. secondary. Yeah, no, absolutely. They need to start shredding some of the running backs too. Foreman would be a great person to just ship off the team. Or Herbert, even yeah. once he gets healthy. Yeah, that's true if they're not going to pay him. Um, my answer for this would be the Tennessee Titans. Um, they signed Hopkins. Look, Tannehill's going to be down for a couple of weeks. Malik Willis is horrible, and it appears as if um, – damn, I forgot his name. The guy that took it the second round, the quarterback. Wow, Will Levis – Apparently isn't much better because he would be playing over uh, Malik Willis by now. Well, in these can, can you just situations. can you just admit that maybe Tennessee's not running their team well as well? Maybe we we should see be seeing Will Levis. Uh, maybe I mean sure I, I would love to see anything but what we see with Malik Willis. That, those games are horrible. Um, but I think they've got to start thinking about Derrick Henry's thirty years old. Maybe time for him to go. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I know they signed him to a contract. Another it. team could use him. Um, it's just this team needs a reset from – I mean, their defense is fine, but their offense is just putrid. And maybe it's just time to, to turn the page. I don't think they're winning anything meaningful this year for sure. And it appears as if they want to get uh, Tajay Spears more involved anyway. So ship Henry off, give it over to Spears, and see what happens. I think Henry would be the, the real only one that they could actually get rid of um, unless Tannehill became healthy and they could somehow find a trade target for him. There's no way uh, buying Tannehill. You can't get rid of Hopkins. You signed him. You like, you're not going to be able to get rid of that contract. There's so many things in place for that year. It wouldn't be till next year that they could really burn Hopkins. So, and then you're not getting rid of Burks. That was your AJ Brown trade that you thought was so good. Um, so, I mean, at this point, really the only, the only option is Derek Henry and man, that could make huge waves just, and not even in the fantasy community, but in the football community. Like, imagine Derrick Henry going to, like, the Chiefs or something, which I would fucking hate, but, you know, it could happen. I think the Chiefs kind of have a Derrick Henry in Pacheco. I know he's not as big, but he runs over fuckers. It's more about longevity than anything or, like, safety blanket. You know, you don't have to – they're not really using Pacheco to his full potential as it is anyway. They could be carrying him 25 carries a game, but, you know, 17, 16. So we hear at offensive points – think that the Titans, the Commanders, and the Bears should take Bob Dylan and turn the page. I just like how you said, Joe, before we get out of here, that the Patriots are devoid of talent. And then you're like, the Bears, though. The Bears could give up some people. Well, I think it would just be preparing for the inevitable future. You had two first-round picks, potentially, as the Bears. Why not stockpile that? Add, it, add in another, like, you could get an extra D lineman or an extra linebacker in the future. I mean... Not saying that those positions are really necessary, but just like adding in depth could be better. Getting young yeah. talent, 
Like even if, if you get Caleb Williams and Mar Mar Marvin Harrison, you're not officially competing just yet. You're, I mean, unless you're the Texans and somehow pull it off, but it's really like a two year deal. So if you get a defensive lineman who sits back there, or kind of a rotational piece, even in the second, third round, I mean, you could, you could really do something with that with those draft capital that the bears already have. That's, that's the best part is you're stockpiling that. I completely agree with the bears. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was at. I mean, the Patriots, they got Stevenson. They got the guys that should be undrafted guys that Bill Belichick makes good at cornerback for somehow. Cause every time they go anywhere else, they suck. Um, Devontae Parker's out there a hundred percent of the snaps never does a damn thing. You can trade him pretty easily, but I mean, I don't know. Who else Bourne, he's, really he's another player that they didn't want to trade before the season, but, and had a ton of interest. He could be another piece. Sure. They get shipped off. But anyway, so that's the end of the burning questions. So that being said, Joe, get us out of here. Good night. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.